Good evening, everyone. I hope you have had. I can't talk. That's it. We're done. We did it, everyone. We did it. Episode 121. We did it. Just kidding. Uh, good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Bad Coyote Funky Podcast. This is wow. podcast issue number 121. Mm. We're going to talk about Stranger Things number two. Um, just to keep in mind, we are talking about spoilers. I know I referenced this earlier, but super spoilers. We're diving into the whole season. We're going to talk about it. It's going to be great. And remember, this is the only podcast that is broadcasting right side up and the upside down. <laughs> Doing it. Yes. Yes. Uh, joining us this, ev- this evening, we have David the Bearded Menace. I can't cast that here. The Bad Cody himself, Sergio. Welcome, everyone, to the best goddamn podcast in the entire world. Thank you, everyone, for listening on SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, every single podcast app you can possibly find in your car, on your way to work, dropping the kids off at school and everywhere. Thank you guys very much for our new subs, new followers. We love it, and we do it for you guys. TV's Casey. Lego my ego. Nice. <laughs> Solid. Doc Chris. Uh, Steve and Dustin team. I'm all about it. Yeah. Team Steve. I'm all about it. And joining us for the first time ever, Doc Chris's brother, Comma Dan. Wow. What's up, everybody? Thank you for having me. Thanks for being here. Thanks yeah. for being here. Yeah. Um, so, guys, let's let's talk. Stranger Things number two. Um Serge, why don't you walk us through the first one a little bit? This, it, it's interesting, the that. phenomenon known as Stranger Things. So it came about randomly. It went, at least in my world, it went from, uh, there's this thing called Stranger Things by by the Dufford brothers. And people went from not knowing what it was to this huge phenomenon, this Steven Spielberg, Goonie-ish, like nostalgic show uh, that takes place in the 80s about these kids who just play Dungeons and Dragons. They're, they're not the popular kids in school, but they're the best of friends. And then some supernatural things occur, which no one expected, because when the show started, oh, what is this thing about? Stranger Things is like the Twilight Zone. But no, it's its own thing. A Stranger Thing. <laughs> and based on the popularity of the first one, the second season was greenlit, and too much... To everybody's salivating satisfaction, at least in my opinion, it was really, really good. So that's what we're going to talk about tonight, the second coming of Stranger Things. Yeah. Yeah. So um, thoughts going into it. How how hyped were you to like just dive right into this? Oh, my See, God. Seeing that first poster and that first trailer got me jazzed right away. Yeah. That the, the mind flare, as it came to be known, makes the Demogorgon look like small time chump change yeah i mean it's looming over the entire horizon it makes the entire sky red and it's there in the first episode yeah with with tim burton proportions too it's great yeah it was wonderful um i was cautiously optimistic about it i've been burned once or twice before by by sequels and and all kind of all that so um i knew it was going to be good but i was kind of prepping myself would be like telling myself inside like it's gonna be terrible don't worry about it it's gonna suck it's not gonna be the first one what it'll be fine you'll survive and and that voice was was wrong <laughs> thankfully thankfully because the it wrongest. was the wrongest of wrongs it was uh, i was very pleasantly surprised with it in a lot of the directions that it took um, it did a lot of like the similar, like not jab, similar structures that the first one had. So like Steve was a douchebag in the beginning, and then he redeems himself by the end, just like in the first season. Um, that's the only story arc I really care about because Steve is the fucking man, in my opinion. Especially yeah. in this season, like oh my god, he just became like a, a, a baller, dude. You feel for him because he, they just had a breakup. You know what yeah. I mean? He takes care of these kids. 
he's being like an older brother to a cooler brother to Dustin, you know, just out of nowhere, you know. So it's like, and then he just like he just randomly has like the baseball bat in his trunk. Because <laughs> yeah. of course it's, he does. Yeah, it's been there since the first one. Because why would he not? It, I, mean, I mean, he's I, ready for some real shit. I mean, I can't blame him. Happen. I can't blame him. I mean, any one of us would have done the same thing. Like, you know what? Silent Hill rules. I might need this later. Just in case. <laughs> you know? Also, best storyline of the whole time. Him and Dustin. I was so happy. And it paid off. Oh, yeah. I need to get some of that Farrah Fawcett spray for these. Farrah <laughs> <laughs> Fawcett spray. Or and, what, and what I liked about this is um, uh, one thing. And, and I, I went into this kind of like you, Greg, kind of like cautious. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because... I was afraid with the Netflix series, the way they're where they're going. Excuse me, especially with what we've been through with the Marvel series, that they're they're like believing in their own hype. Yeah, you know what I mean. So yeah. maybe it's not going to be as well written or as well directed as the first season. You know, maybe we might see like which we almost did. I thought maybe we might see more of like the experiments that Eleven is like uh, experiments one through one through ten. You know what I mean? Like, just uh, wait for every- season three, man. Yeah. Or like everyone's, but you know what I mean? I thought we'd see like a lot of those, like really cheesily, like they're all, they all just happen to live in the town, you know? Yeah. Um, but no, it was really good. And unlike other Netflix series, I couldn't stop watching this. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Like, yeah. How, how, it how went many, down many, real fast. How many people here like did it in one sitting? No. Uh, yeah. I, did. I did. I did. I was yeah, wor- I was working all Three. week, so I watched it on a commute. Not nice. Aggravating. I actually rewatched all of season one over this weekend just so I was so psyched for for the start of season two, and then I think I finished it in a day and a half or something. That's awesome. That's awesome. it. Wasn't through lack of trying. I was watching it with Emily, so like you know, I was doing it on a Muggle time frame. Um, so. <laughs> you know what? I I had a similar experience where I was like, oh no. My wife is not going to want to binge this, but this is one series that we were just like, yep, we're ready. Let's do well, all it, this right it's now. It's funny because the first one we binged, like we watched the first one last summer and it was like a little bit into when it was like already out. And I remember we're going on a cruise like the next day and we're like, we have to fucking finish this. And we had like one episode <laughs> left and we have to be up at like four o'clock to get on the boat. And we're, it's like two o'clock in the morning and we're like, no, gotta, we'll sleep later. <laughs> where we're going there's no Worth internet it, man Worth and it's it. such a, a testament to this phenomenon of stranger things because I, I people do binge watch certain shows but like netflix and stranger things does this thing where it, it you you need to watch the next one you need to know what happens yeah. you want to be a part of that world and uh and and going into this i thought i thought it was going to be good i was like there's no way they would let us down and that first uh, and that, that first trailer where you had like Michael Jackson's Thriller and the Stranger Things theme like interweaved like in each other, I thought that was really really well done. And I was like, holy shit, this is gonna be so. And, and these actors, these these child actors are so good, you know. I, I mean, you have the direction uh, and you have uh, just the, their willingness to just to to give a, a, give us a good product, a really really good series. And uh, when when you see them talk in interviews, they're just like, we're just trying to do the best thing we can. And and I'm just like, you guys are, you guys are. Every single yeah. one of them are are doing it. And uh, and it's so great to, to see that we can get something of this quality in this day and age. I would never think we would get something that would make me feel like I'm a kid watching something in, in the in the early 90s or, or late 80s. You know what I mean? And yeah. it gives you that feeling. And I love that feeling where it's up it's up to kids to save the day in like a town full of adults where they're told what to do. And, you know, they're, they're not really looked upon by, by, by their peers as like the coolest kids or, or whatever. Like they're shunned to the side. But they're just like they take this whole thing on themselves to like save everyone because only they can and i love that spirit throughout this entire show so well it's interesting because it really strikes a chord 
for people of our age demographic mm. because it appeals to the stuff that w- we were watching in our formative years, right? We didn't live through 1983, 1984, but we grew up on media that was shot then and it was so influential. So now to have such a deep dive of an experience that pays such close homage to the whole era, you're just like, oh, yes. <laughs> Which is why I wasn't worried about the sequel being any less than the first the first series, you know? Mm-hmm. I know they did such a good job that the, the standard would be met. Yeah. Well, they, they also like were writing this right after like the first one even came out. So they don't even have enough time to do like the Marvel Netflix stuff and believe in their own hype because they actually have, they have it planned that like uh, there was, I was listening to an interview with the Duffer brothers. They were talking about how they well for, for many reasons, one of which being the age of the kids, like to keep it believable and keep it continuity. They got to do this pretty fast, um, yeah. but they also want to make sure that they go out ahead and that they have a clear path. So that it doesn't get stale. They said, we have things that we know we want to do. We're not 100% sure how long it's going to take to get there. But we have a definitive ending. They also have a complete series Bible for how the upside down works and what's inside it. So No, no shit. So what oh. I'm hearing are no smoke monsters is what I'm hearing. Lack of smoke no, I think monsters. Are you kidding? Nothing but Look smoke monsters, but explanations <laughs> the, for them. That are yeah, the mind flare is all Fair. smoke monsters. <laughs> have, you guys, have you guys watched um, Beyond Stranger Things at all? Yeah. So like the first episode I watched it was like it's basically like them having a panel with the actors from it. Oh, and one of the so, they, so it's like the Walking Dead thing, like I, like the, the Talking Dead, the Talking Dead, but but better. Um, <laughs> wow, it's got, it's got, it's got, it's got Jim Rash from Community. Ooh. But but what's cool about it is um, one of the things they talked about was the Duffer Brothers already had the ending of season two planned. Like they know they wanted to end at the Winter Ball, you know. Oh, wow. They know they wanted to get there, so it's like all right, now how do we get to this ending? That they actually wanted a happy ending. It was scripted. It was good to go. And it's like, now we got to get there. And that I think it's funny we'll get into that. because how do you get there, but also create a project that will sustain a, additional seasons, right? Like, which is why you have all these new characters. And you, that's why you, you have, have episode seven. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about that, that episode. <laughs> I think it's, it's intended to be weird now because it's going to pay off later. But yeah, yeah, you can kind of skip episode seven and have a, a little bit more flow to the whole thing. Yeah. So yeah. we don't see what the benefits of that are. Yeah. I, I hated that episode. It just took me out of it. <laughs> That's That show is like the best example of an X-Men television show I could have ever wanted. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know what bothers me is like I'm, I'm watching The Gifted and The Gifted bothers the hell out of me just because it started off really good, kind of like Gotham. And then it just turned into whatever drama that Fox wanted to throw into. Oh, you know what God. I mean? Wow, what is it? Gifted is like, Isn't it only like No, no I'm saying it started, out, it, started, it started off kind of cool. I'm like, oh, sweet. You know, like it was like a, this father who is a prosecutor for any mutants, whatever. So he locks some mutants. Then his kids become mutants. You know what I mean? So it's a whole like, uh, what am, do I be a father to these mutants? Or do I be what I've been trained to be? Like a freaking like prosecutor and I put them away. Yeah, but know? it's Bill Compton and who cares? But, but it was, I mean, it started off like a really good intentions. And right now it's just like. I really don't want to watch any more episodes where I'm already invested, you know? Fair, yeah. And they do they do stuff in it with, like, trying to train the mutants how to use their powers, and it sounds like the way they're training them. It's not believable. Yet in this episode, when she's training Eleven to use her powers, it's believable. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because they showed... Episode. Dude, it was, it, was, it was like a Sith Lord training an apprentice. Yes, it was. She was literally like, yeah, use yeah. your like, anger, her hate. channel it. Yeah, she was like having, all, she was like force choking like the freaking bald guy. Yeah. You know? like, I was like, but you no, know what I mean? Star Wars in this 
But it's 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 it showed like it's like what like he said it's like probably the best X Men series we'll ever get. Yeah, is seeing that. So you actually get to see like all the pain like Eleven goes through. We get to see all the pain she went through in the first mm. season. You know what I mean? So you can really see like how it builds on this freaking anger and how she goes like batshit crazy. And it's just like it's awesome. It was it's a it's I wouldn't like throw the episode away because there was a lot of cool stuff in it. Like for instance, like her, her we get to meet Eight. You know, and like eight, it's kind of cool to see that they have oh, yeah. like, she has a different power. She's a badass. Yeah. I, I think I think I would have liked that episode so much more if that stupid Mohawk guy w- was not in it. Oh my god, I was yeah. just That's gonna the only say. Thing. He, he was that, that, I'm still who that stupid like trope. It's like all right, we get that we're in the '80s, so let's put this like '80s punk guy in here. Let's make him like yeah. a huge like like a stereotypical '80s movie jerk. They gotta be. They have to be like really like outrageous outcasts. They gotta look like the guys from the young. But ones. like, but here's the thing about that, right? Is they have this great opportunity to introduce all these cool new characters and like maybe take a page out of like Joss Whedon's book and just like make them quirky and like maybe one's just a little more off the deep end than the others, and they just like dropped the ball like all you have is like mohawk dude ving rames ving rames <laughs> the only one that has any reason to come back is is collie yeah and i imagine she'll probably be the only one like we'll probably see her crew and they get completely wiped out and she's like the only survivor so and, and- weird me out about the whole thing about the whole axel character is that you have a punk kid with spike hair that like talks shit and there's literally in um, King, the Kingdom Hearts games, there is a character named Axel with red spiky hair, yeah. wears blacks, and talks shit. <laughs> and I was, it's a, kind of a blatant ripoff of that. Like it's, there's no way the two aren't like that. They weren't inspired by that. I mean, there's there's a lot of inspirations going on in Stranger Things too, right? There's like think about all the '80s references too, just alone. Yeah. Oh my the god. The first episode alone. Oh man. First of all, I love that they're also living in a time where there's. They're homemade Ghostbusters costumes. Yeah, I love that. Made by Joyce, which is so cool. And she absolutely nailed the patches. Mm -hmm. Um, And also, there's no way anybody has ever made it that far in Dragon's Lair. (laughs) (laughs) That game is impossible. But they are right about one thing, that it's a quarter eater. That thing was 50 cents in 1983. Jeez. Yeah. That's, that's like insane. a million dollars in today's standards. And especially yeah. as like a kid, that's a lot of money as a yeah. kid. That's like to... trying to play Hydro Thunder or some nonsense. <laughs> Hydro Thunder! <laughs> or like Hydro the Terminator... Thunder! Hydro Thunder! I loved Hydro right. Thunder. <laughs> or, the, or the Terminator Salvation game that's like three bucks Oh my god, I remember that. Obs- I was like, who do people think they obscene. are? Obscene. Obscene. And the people from Activision were like, hmm, this thing has... <laughs> The seed, yeah, the seed was planted, and that division was like, oh, this is great. And then EA was like, oh my god, we love this too. And then the seed was planted. Oh my god! But uh, it was um, it was interesting that just like David said that she, like that eight had this different power because I didn't yeah. even, I didn't even think of that until then that like yeah there were other kids involved there had to be there were other experiments and well yeah different powers so each one of them has a different power I wonder what they're, they could be they're Ooh. probably all going to be psychic based though I bet one can cool. control demi gorgons or demi dogs that'd oh, be so cool that'd be so cool now do you guys ever remember you guys remember the movie uh, Firestarter right. Yeah. yeah. So Firestarter had a very similar story, which is where they got like a lot of like, I'm pretty sure they got that's where they got inspiration from for Stranger Things. Where people would go through like these experiments with like L S D and stuff like that. And um Drew Barrymore's in the movie, she's a Firestarter, she can just create fire and like all that shit. But her father is what's called a pusher. And her father and they may actually made another movie about it called Push, like later on. I was with, gonna uh, say, Chris, is is he Chris Evans? 
Is that what's no, going no, no. On? This is movie. This movie was done like in the eighties, and the guy who yeah. plays her father is like he's a. She but, says that they don't, he's they don't necessarily call him a pusher, but the daughter says, "Did you push? It? Did you push them, daddy? Did you push into their mind?" And it's the same thing as that. They basically put memories into your head mm. that you believe like hardcore. You know. Yeah. And it's the same thing. Whenever he would do it, like he'd put like a memory in someone's head and he made him believe that they have like a brother or a sister, someone died and his nose would bleed like after like after it. So I wouldn't be surprised if they do something similar in this. Where we I start see seeing people. Yeah. They you see people who are fire stars, which would be kind of kick ass. I don't or like people who can put put like memories in your head and make you believe it like yeah. through and through. I, I think the latter, Dave. I don't like because if you're thinking about it, they're mostly going to be psychic based. Fire isn't really psychic based. I think I think pyrokinetic could work. Yeah, pyrokinetic, yeah. man. I know. There's but it's like there's no way there's not gonna be if like if they do this whole children like track down children that were in that thing. There's no way there's not gonna be a friggin' fire start. I mean, couldn't Carrie start fires? Wait, yeah. this reminds no. me of an episode of the X Files called Pusher, which I just googled because I was like, this is <laughs> familiar. They're, uh, they, where they're fighting a criminal who's basically contract killing people who are in convincing them to kill themselves. But it's actually, a, like, he's he's mind-playing them into doing it. Anyway, Pusher, hmm. awesome. I'm mind-fucking you right now. <laughs> but the, uh, the, um, the, the, the story of this one is really interesting, especially the whole, the fan, the side, it's weird, it's like this weird fantasy world of the upside down, this weird, unexplained phenomena. It's a, it's a Lovecraft realm now more than ever. Yeah, yeah. and, and the case, yeah, this... I, I didn't know that there was like a, a book that actually explains like what it is. Like, what, what does it say? Oh, it's not a book. When I say serious Bible, I'm referring to like the reference materials that they keep in-house. Anyway, so uh, the series Bible, like, you know, like anything, like Fallout has a series Bible that they created. It's it's like uh, it's like a formula for other writers e- to every look show at. Ha- and, and every show on. has one to just yeah. make sure yeah. that they have continuity to it. Mm. Right. Yeah, well, so a lot of big games I, I don't know have if it too. A, like Halo yeah. has one that yeah. they just yeah. reference. Yeah. So, so, so in this in this series Bible, I, all that I know about it is is that it exists, and they have every detail they could possibly think of for the upside down. That way, they have no future contradictions. There's no surprises. Any new elements they introduce are things that are already like workable in this universe. And what's cool is that going into Stranger Things 2, you think, oh, are we going to see the same Demogorgon? Are we going to see? But no, there's like a new entity in this world, which kind of makes you believe, okay, there's there's multiple entities here. Are they other dimensional beings? Are they aliens? Like, what's going on? So we have this like big, huge smoke monster virus thingy that uh, you saw in the trailer that has all the legs and everything and this huge like alien looking head. And what's really cool about it is it never really reveals itself, which which I like. The Xenogorgon? Yeah, the Z- <laughs> Xenogorgon. Ah, I love it. <laughs> and uh, and uh, what's his name? Uh, the one, I keep forgetting his name, the kid who's actually affected by it. Will. Will. And, I, and like, what I always confused, what was kind of cool about it is like, so we have like this big like smoke monster thing, whatever, doing what he does. Just you know call it I mean? the mind. Let's call it the mind flare. Mind, mind flare. Okay. Um, Better than smoke mind flare. What's really cool about this is like going back to what you were saying about continuity and all that stuff. I got confused because they had like this smoke monster, but season one ended with like Will puking up that slug thing in in the sink. Yep. You know. So it's like, what the fuck happened with that slug thing? Where did where did that go? Dart you happened know? with that slug thing. <laughs> Dust. In no, the that's can. that wasn't dart. That that wasn't dart. How do you know? It was like a tentacle thing that he that he puked. That's remember, the thing that the thing that grew underground. That's what that was. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. 
Yeah. That thing that no, goes it couldn't on... be. No. no, it was. No, no. Yes. no it, is, is, isn't Dart what he's Dart is a thing. Well, so like Dave's going to say they look different, right? But I'm going to counter with Dart shedded how many size. times? Right. Yeah. Right. But how, wait, wait, but how many times did Dart shed that fast? Dart yeah, shed but how long had days. passed since he a year. coughed a year. that thing up and a year. first meet Dart? Yeah, because year. like one year. the rate at which he expands... Yeah. Sorry. It, there's, it, there's no. I don't think it could have been yeah. dark. He, he gets big way too freaking quick. Yeah. yeah but was, the tunnel. The tunnels come from the gate itself. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's in the facility. Yeah, That's but where he it starts. Oh. No? It could have been a vine that he experienced while on the upside down. Because he yes. was in a vine when he was in the upside down. They found his him yeah, and Barbara's yeah, yeah, body. Yeah. So they like, were in a vine just like that. I definitely think it's a. a if vine if that's a vine, segment. that's a weird cut that they purposefully made. Yeah. Like, because like, they bring it back. They bring it back and they reference it. If that's a vine, how come it didn't loop? <laughs> ah. Because it was too long to be uploaded. Uh, Internet sorry. joke, everyone. Because <laughs> vine doesn't exist. Hope everyone gets it. He puked everyone, for exactly six give, seconds. Give Casey a golf clap. That was that was good. That was good, Casey. Golf clap. But so yeah, I thought the thing that he spat up was was Dart. But yeah, yeah, you're right. Like a year did pass by, and Dart grew really fast. So if, if he spat up, but yeah, I don't think he spat up a vine because, like Casey said, those vines, that tunnel system that that we see in this show, came from the facility where Eleven originally opened up that dimension into the Lovecraftian horror dimension. So and because that's where it all that's where it all stemmed from. So how how could that have been like a piece of a vine that came out of him and then grew underground as a vine system and then attached itself to the facility? No, but remember when, say when they find Will, he's got all this stuff like oh, yeah. up in his throat, right? And as a part of the whole, there's a whole vine structure around him. So yeah. it's like just part of the shit that was inside the under. The, what we're saying is vines are on brand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing, though. Like, if you think about it, like, it would gain its power from, like, the gate. So it would find a way to grow a main vein to the gate and then expand from there. I mean, it, there's also if, a lot of demodogs, too. So, like, it wasn't yeah. just one. Right. So, yeah, who knows? They never, yeah, true. They never really explained, like, where the other, like, demodogs came from. I mean, you could say that they kind of came from, like, the vines and, like, that weird, like, bus dust the thing does, like, when it's, like, in, like they're in the vine and whatnot. It's yeah, just it's just oddly cut that whole scene because he like opens the thing he sees the demi dog and then it literally flashes back for no apparent reason if it's a vine to Will throwing up something in it and like it, if that's not Dart it's weird it's like also as far as the kids are concerned it is Dart because that's the first thing that they bring that Will brings up once he realizes that Dart exists yeah he's like he's like listen I coughed this thing up a year ago Mike. No, like he didn't. Pretty... He didn't bring. He didn't bring it up when he coughed it up. He said he brought it up because when he was in the upside down, he heard the noises that it made. Mm. Right, he did say that. Yeah, uh. but like even still, when you first see Dart, they flash back to Will throwing up in the sink. That it's thing. a Dart-like creature. Yeah, it's Dart's grandpa. Yeah, it's it's never explicitly said if it's what it is one way or the other, but it leads you to believe that it's Dart based on and, the cut. And, and I think those demodogs were like always there, they're just like other beings that exist within that dimension. We just never never seen them. before. Yeah, I mean the Demi Gorgon's yeah. got to have like a companion of some kind. No, I mean where they come from? Where they come from in, in the our world? And... They never explain where they came from in our world. Not 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 in like the not saying like where they come from in general. Where they come from in our world, in our dimension, our plane. That was never explained. We'll find it. I mean, maybe I'm looking... my theory, then. Maybe I'm looking too hard. There's got to be some level of of mystery here. 
Yeah, that's true. But yeah, yeah. But I, Wait, which is which, which is the whole appeal of the show. It, it's mysterious. So so what did you guys make of of the, the overall story itself? About how like there's this like Lovecraftian dimension that Eleven opened up, and then it starts expanding and growing, and these like government people are trying to understand it and and like control it, but they can't. And they're hubris. They think they can because oh, we're men of science. We're we're good. We can do this. And it's like oh crap, we can't. <laughs> this is crazy. I mean, it seems like they should have addressed this shit like a year ago. Yeah. <laughs> when the Demogorgon first killed a bunch of people. Like, oh my god, where'd he come from? Oh, this crazy shadow universe there's a gate from. Like, maybe we should blow it up before it infects anyone. I don't know. Irresponsible government. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Paul Reiser. Shame Paul, on you. Paul Reiser, by I the way. Dude, I love seeing Paul Reiser in this. I'm mad about him. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damn it, beat me to it. You know, when I first no, that's like when I first saw him, I didn't think of him like as like from that. I thought him from his character from Aliens. Aliens. Yeah. yeah. Mm. It's almost like the same character. I mean, he he redeemed himself at the end, but he's almost the same character. Well, yeah. the, I, like, I think that's on cartels too, right? Like and kind of going back looping back to Steve is like Steve was like, yeah, he's like the douchebag jock in the first season. You don't really like him. And then as soon as he trips, like at the last episode, you're like, I fucking like you. You trip like a Looney Tune. I love it. And then Paul Reiser and this, like you're thinking about like his previous roles and like, you know, how untrustworthy he was in the alien franchise. And you're like, I don't know about this dude. And then he's like, not a bad guy. Now he's some of them Helen Hunt down demagogues. (laughs) Another one. Oh, yeah, I, I love see. I love seeing him in this, and his character was what was really good. I mean, it just this this doctor who was trying to get this mom to be like, oh yeah, we're just gonna do experiments on your son or whatever, just keep everything hush hush, keep bringing it back. But they, they they didn't know what they were doing. They didn't know mm-hmm. how to treat him. They didn't know what he was going through. But they just wanted to control everything. And I thought it was interesting that she kept going back to him because they're the only people who can treat them. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Did anyone catch a, a very Jurassic Park vibe uh, when he was guiding everyone, uh, guiding Bob through yeah. the facility? Yeah, that was great. The, the oh, thing? yeah. Dude, I was oh, waiting so for him to say spared no expense. He did Rip. very upset. Yeah. 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 Well, now, I don't, I, maybe it was just me, but who got really excited and sat at the same time when they first saw Bob? Yes. I'm in. Oh. I'm in. I'm wearing my shirt as tribute to Bob today, by the way. Oh. Uh, Goonies. So Bob great. is the new Barb. Yeah. Some, something about those names that have B mm. like, I will felt, not survive the show. Like <laughs> I felt happy in sex. It's like one, like I when I think of I think of him as like always Samwise the Brave. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Lord of the Rings, like I, I I mean, I can only watch Lord of the Rings once. I can't sit through it anymore used to, but my favorite character, other than like a couple of like the dwarves from um The Hobbit, was Samwise the Brave. You know? Cause all he wants to do is just Go home, have a couple pints, you know, make it with like a very thick, thick, like hobbit lady. I'm always a a big fan of how Randall from Clerks treats him, where it's like (laughs) (laughs) he gives Mr. Frodo that real gay look at the end. (laughs) And you know what fucking look I'm talking about. (laughs) But yeah, as as soon as I saw him, I was like, Sam, my Sam. Yeah. And and he was that same character who was just like, oh, you know, I get to, and it's so crazy. He's that that character who's like, oh, I was never popular in school, but now I get to date this pretty girl. And he kept like saying her name, like she's just like this this thing that he attained, this this thing that Dude, he's think about looking. how psyched Sean Astin was to be dating oh, Winona Ryder. Finally, my God. <laughs> I made it. <laughs> yes. Also, how great was that that X marks the spot reference? What's oh, there? Yeah. A buried pirate treasure? So good. <laughs> I didn't catch that. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> I almost wish that line was improvised. 
It might have been. I wanted it so I was re- I was watching that uh, Beyond Stranger Things uh, episode, and he was talking about how, or no, the Druffers were saying he improvised a lot of his lines when he got underneath. Like, oh my god, is this what what Bill, what, what Will was drawing on the walls? We're here. This is amazing. I can't believe he just was able to visualize this whole thing in his brain. So he was so amazed, and he was able to understand how Bob Newby would be like completely innocently amazed by this really, really dark situation. And I, I thought that was pretty brilliant acting by Sean Astin. The yeah. naivete of it all. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Also, Radio Shack, what a blast from the past. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. I forgot about Radio <laughs> and that's Shack. back when Radio Shack was, like, still king. Like, like Radio Shack was king up until, like, very, very recently. Like, I mean, how many of us have gone to Radio Shack to get shit we needed? You know? Yeah. Every remote control thing I've ever wanted. <laughs> <laughs> All the wires. Now, yeah, now, the second we got the slow motion shot on his face, I went, no. Oh, crap. He's yeah. going to bite it in five, four, three, yeah. biting his neck, gone. Yeah. Dude, I, I felt so sorry and for And they him. tore him to pieces just in case you thought he had a chance to survive. <laughs> I know. Dude, I felt so sorry for him because this, this this whole thing, he's trying to be a good boyfriend. He's trying to, you know, get involved with the kids. And he's just like this lovable muggle. He's just like, oh, I have brain teasers. You guys like brain teasers? I mean, like, they'll open your mind. It's great. Hey, let's do them. And then Winona Ryder's just like, hey, we have other things going on here. I can't get you involved with it. It'll rack your muggle, Brian and Twain. And he's like, no, let me be a part of this. And I'm like, oh, we need your help figuring out what my like my son's drawing it out and he's just like oh this is crazy how are we in this tunnel and then it just escalates to him just 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 being a part of it and he's like no i'm here to help i can i can do this i'm brave and i'm like oh my god he's only gonna fucking die <laughs> and then when they're in that facility when the whole thing goes down we'll go back to that real quick uh yeah when he was going down all i heard was uh <laughs> was uh was, was was um that that sound from the lord of the rings soundtrack where when, when gandalf was falling he's like fly you fools all i hear is ah! fly, you like, that's all I heard. Just like that elvish like chorus going on <laughs> him in slow motion. I was like, no, my Sam, there he goes. That was such yeah. an emotional scene. But uh, uh, before we go to the other stuff, like, what do we think about the other new characters, too? We have a new bully, which is a Red Ranger from the Power Rangers movie. Billy Hargrove. <laughs> yeah. Stereotypical. Like, like it's so crazy. When we first see him, he pulls up in his car. He's just, like, like coming in all hot in the 80s and stuff like that. He's got the hair. Playing the, the, the top 40 hits. Yeah. He's got, he's got the loud rock. He's got the hair. He's got the car. And he's just, like, screwing on. All the girls are like, who is that? And he's just, like, smoking well, a cigarette. It's like, what the? And you know, it's. It's, yeah, it's funny because yeah, like, <laughs> I'm gonna just like, rip kid. some butts, listen to Enter Sandman. Yeah. I love it. Listen, listen to Enter Sandman, just smoking while he's doing that. Are you gonna get the door? <sighs> Ugh, my Crushing hair. beers. I was like, amazing. you know, it's funny because like to to our standards, he does look like kind of like a like a dork. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he shows up and he turns around. I actually laughed when they first show his face. Like I just like giggle and show me. I'm like, who's this asshole? But. He really played off being a sociopath, like fucking cocksucker. Yeah. Like you <laughs> really believe him as being a bad guy. I thought the best scene in the entire show was when he goes and sees Will's mom. Oh my god! Oh yeah, she's that fresh out of the bathtub. Yeah. Hello, oh, Mrs. Robinson. He's like, yeah, Hello. I was gonna say it's his Mrs. Robinson. Good for moment. you, buddy. Good for you. And she was oh, like, Ooh. I was pumped. I was worried that they like when they first rolled, like they showed up. I was like, oh crap, they're gonna be like escaped from the friggin' institution, aren't they? Like, she's gonna have some sort of powers just like Elle. And I was kind of delightfully surprised to find out that that wasn't the case, and it was something yeah. completely separate. Um, but the way that they had her, that those characters kind of tie into the whole uh, the whole thing, I, I was pleased with it. 
Yeah, especially the the Mad Max character. I thought that was pretty neat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I wa- I would. I feel like she was underutilized, actually. Mm. But I think because we know we're gonna have more seasons, I'm excited to see where she where yep. she goes. Also, I took the Spotify Stranger Things poll today, and apparently, based on my listening habits, I'm most aligned with Max. So I'm hey. Sure. <laughs> okay. And Lucas got some love. Yeah. 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 Mm. Give him her red hat. Mm, good job. Get it. And uh, <laughs> I, I really liked how like uh, she wanted to be part of the group, but at the same time, she was too cool for them. But at the same time, she felt for them. She's like, no, you know what? These guys are all right. I can kind of be the ringleader of this group. But I'm also I'm also too cool for them. Like, like I, lo- I loved her attitude. And I love how they were just so enthralled uh, with her because, you know, they're growing up and like they're getting interesting girls and stuff like that. So you kind of see that like coming of age story where they're just like, oh, yeah. man, like, you know, like the two boys are like really into her. And then the one dude's just like hung up on 11. She's so like, nah, fuck that. Like 11's, 11's a real girl. She's a real woman. Who are you? You can't you can't stay in our group. We had a real woman and she's gone now. Dude, I, lo- I love that shade that Eleven throws at Max when like they finally meet. I was like, just yeah. unwarranted. She, it's just like, damn. You know, and and, that was and, spicy and I saw from the edge of like, I felt spicy. really, really bad for because like, back then, same thing. Like, I felt bad for Will because Lucas and Dustin are like, are like both like this girl. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Mike is like like heartbroken over Eleven. And Will just wants to be a normal kid. That's yeah. all he wants. Yeah. Zombie go out, boy. Oh, go out God. with his friends on Halloween. Not have his mom be a, neuro- a neurotic twitch. You know, just he wants to be a normal kid and he can't. Like, you feel so bad. Everyone else but him is going through those normal, like, eighth grade angst. You know? <laughs> Like he's everyone got a mind flare inside him. Yeah. <laughs> and you feel so sorry for him because he's like he's like the shortest out of all of them. He's like so like feeble. And you're like, oh yeah. man, this, this he just wants to be a normal, you know, he and I love how they gave him a girl in the end. Like they're just like, here you go. Take for one. all your troubles, here's a girl. <laughs> like yeah. randomly. Yeah, you didn't even have to try. Yeah. It just happened. Hey, you, yeah. you zombie boy? What if, what if there's a whole off-screen thing that we never saw where the mind flare like is like Hitch and like helping him get a girl and we just never <laughs> see that part. Just stay right here. This is home. He's just like, okay. <laughs> um, can we talk about that last scene where everyone's dancing and uh, uh, Max <laughs> Max kisses Lucas, Eleven kisses um, Mike, Mike, and then you there's a shot of. Uh, Dustin and what's Mike's sister's name? Nancy. Nancy. Yeah. The best ending would have been if Dustin went in for the kiss and then she freaking waves him off. That would have been Aww. the greatest ending. Right? She's just like, whoa, whoa, hey, hey, hang on. This is just. He's like, hey, this hey. is as far we I mean, we're here on the dance floor. This is far. I enough. was actually expecting her to kiss him just to make Just a little bit. Yeah. Just yeah, like, just yeah. enough to yeah. really make she, his she, night. As soon as she said, like, you know, you're my favorite of my brother's friends. <laughs> I would have been like, oh my god. It's that's the hair. how the a lot of working. movies start. Just saying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just for you, Dave. That was for you. I I own those movies. <laughs> there was um there was a spoiler that I it was not really a spoiler in hindsight, but Nerdist posted it. It was before I finished. And it was like, what to do if your bully is an interdimensional being? And at first, my first thought was like, Max's brother is a what? <laughs> and I got super upset for like maybe a day cool. until oh, Demi bro. Yeah, until he's just a normal crazy kid. He's, he's not like a mind flayer. Like I thought for sure that there was something supernatural because he's so fucking crazy. Just wrong with him. But no, nope. that would have been really, no, been really cool. Like, he's just a victim of child abuse. Yeah. yeah. yeah well, they like, hinted like, that when like they're driving the car and it's like, whose fault is it that we're here? 
and you kind of think, oh, maybe there's some weird subtext that they're both evil or, yeah. you know, it could mansions. be some bigger thing, which maybe it is. We don't know yet. Yeah. Like, what, what do you guys think that was about? I thought that they were, like Rex earlier, they might have been from the same institution that Eleven and, and Eight came from. Like, I thought that's now where they were going with that. No, they were blaming, like, her father. Oh yeah, because oh. yeah. they said it. She's like, you know, my why'd you guys move? He, my why'd you guys move from California? Because my dad lives there. Yeah. Mm. Well, uh, so yeah, that's, I guess it that's pops why, the suspense you know. bubble. Her dad was the Demogorgon. Yeah. yeah. But it's almost like <laughs> you know, it's like you don't you know who to feel, you don't know who to feel worse for. It's like these these kids who are like fighting these monsters, which you gotta say for being just kids, they're able to fight these monsters pretty well. <laughs> Hell yeah. You know, yeah. or this little girl who stuck with an abusive like stepbrother, kind of like a town it. where she had. Was she in a town where she has like no friends? You know what I mean? It's like, it's like, oh god! Like he really treats her like shit in this entire fucking series. Every like every time you see him, he's treating her like shit. Yeah, he treats everybody like shit. He's an asshole. But her especially, not Mrs. Yeah. Wheeler. Yeah, not Mrs. Wheeler. Not Mrs. Mm-hmm. Wheeler. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go over the the references really quick because there's a lot of really cool ones and a lot of ones that I think were more subtext than actual punch in your face. So we have like the punch in your face, like pirate treasure one, right? We have yeah. the blatant gremlins kind of thing going on with Dart, and you know he's kind of like a Mogwai, things like that. Uh, yeah. Did anyone else get Ghostbuster vibes when they were looking for Dart in the school? No, I got Ghostbusters yeah. vibes when they were all wearing Ghostbusters. Well, I mean, there's that too, yeah. 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 yeah, costumes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. See, yeah, my I, I favorite Easter egg, my favorite Easter egg, <laughs> when they were dressed as the Ghostbusters in Halloween, and that one lady's like, "Oh, look, you're exterminators," <laughs> which yeah, is God, technically yeah, true. That's a good one. That's good. Um, yeah, I had like flashbacks to Ghostbusters during that one. Obviously, Paul Reiser showing up was a huge, huge one. And also a little bit of a, a red herring there on that front, at least as far as we know, right? One scene that I I think Dave was Dave's with me on this. If you watch all the Boyan Stranger Things stuff, there's like a shot for shot um, reference to, I think it's Close Encounters of the Third Kind when Will like opens the door. Oh yeah, it's like the exact same shot. That was that's like, right. That whole thing where where he's you know fur- like furiously drawing definitely has vibes of uh, Close Encounters. Um, yeah, mashed potatoes. Man, I loved a lot of the just like the '80s references about like the election. Um, mm. Where you oh have... the the Mondale and Reagan signs. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, one one really small reference that I loved was when. Karen Wheeler's on the phone with her friend saying, oh, well, if it was Margaret Thatcher running, then maybe I'd vote for her, which is a reference to Geraldine Ferraro, the uh, Mondale's running mate, who is like the first, you know, potentially majorly elected woman at the time. So it's hilarious to me that like this conservative household would be so anti like a woman getting elected, unless it's a very conservative, like dictatory woman up from England. You know, I thought that was really hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, there there are a couple that I just remembered, like uh, like Stephen Ancier dressed up as Risky Business. Yeah, yeah. Um, L wants to be the ghost, so it's kind of like ET. Yep, yep. Um, oh yeah. Yep. I didn't even catch Too bad that. She doesn't Jeez. like bump into stuff. Yeah, I love I, I, I love her tantrum feet she threw when like she was in the cabin and she just wants to like watch TV. Oh she God. wants to be like a kid. She wants to go out. She wants to go see like the boys and stuff like that. And the dude, she's like, no, like, you're going to be in danger if you go out there. Like, I'm keeping you a secret because no one knows that you're here. If they do know you're here, they're going to take you and they're going to put stuff in your brain and open it up and try oh, to go whatever they're going to do to you. And she just throws this, like, this, this, like, like Akira, like, tantrum with all the windows post open. I love how she closed the door, just like, 
throws her hand, it slams shut. It's just like, God damn, like having a teenage girl must suck, but having one that has powers <laughs> yeah. suck even more. Oh, <laughs> like Here I just I just I just looked this one up. I didn't notice this right away. When Hopper's in the tunnels, he he gets like his battle damage is like Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. That's oh, really he does cool. grab the hat. Oh. It's yeah. actually he does he grab, grab the hat. He on grabs the hat. He's missing a sleeve. He has a vine tied around his neck the same way Indy puts That's the uh, the whip around at least once. You know, I, uh-huh. I, I love Hopper. Hopper and Steve. That's oh, just like the they're the best. <laughs> they're so like yeah. Hopper's just like trying to do the right thing and do it this whole like he, the whole ordeal. He's got this like now kind of teenage girl that's kind of replacing like his kind of so you have that whole last of us vibe going on yeah um, yeah but they they're just both horrible communicators to begin with i mean you know hopper being pretty much a drunk throughout most of season one and hasn't really had a meaningful conversation with really anyone and l can talk in three word sentences until after the x-men episode oh one yeah. other really subtle thing was that Hopper was wearing this like blue band around his wrist that you see in his flashbacks with his daughter. And I think it's from like the, the hospital scenes with her. And then in the very last scene of this season, you see it on Elle's wrist. So like ah. she, he's come to terms with, you know, like, Oh, now I've, I've taken Elle in as my daughter and like, I love her so much. I'm going to give her this wristband that I've connected uh, with my with my daughter. I close my eyes. Did not catch that. I think it's it's a good yeah, catch. I love that. I, I just really like that. Live strong, guys. Shit. Live strong. Yeah, live, the original <laughs> live strong. It, it it makes me like more excited for the new Hellboy that's coming out now. Oh, yeah, yeah. Do got do got into shape, bro. Yeah, right. They, 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 even, they even like like reference it in in the show, like uh, where he was stressed out, and Paul Rogers was like, "Oh, eat this, can't on a diet." I was diet. like, "Ah, oh, <laughs> that's great." <laughs> and I love Dad Bod. A year, though. and then he grabs the yeah. sandwich and starts taking. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so good. that's great. And I want to get to uh, favorite scenes or fa- favorite scene. Ooh. I mean, this is really good. And and for for me, I loved uh, when. Everything was going down in that facility when when the, the, the demodogs were coming up. When man reassembled those science, like it was men of science realized that they couldn't contain, couldn't control, and couldn't understand what was happening. It was coming back to bite them, like literally coming back to bite them. When Paul Reiser was like, "Oh, those things can't get through that glass," it's like whatever. And then they start like breaking it. They're like, "Oh crap, let's go!" And then the lights turn off, and it turns into like alien, pretty much. And I was like, "Oh my god, the alien vibes are crazy." And the elevator. People, oh my god incredible yeah you're pe- oh, like that was that was like uh what, what movie was that that was uh, was that Jurassic Park there was a movie where people were there was an elevator closing down and like a creature came in and started like mauling them to death that that's Cabin in the Woods bro you yeah that? that's Cabin in the Woods goes, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. oh that scene was nuts but uh <laughs> I love you just hear people just dying and, go, and then they have to go in that facility because that's where like the portal to, to hell opened up and you just hear just like death and screaming and I was like oh man this is really good that was, that was my scene. I love that. For me, like, I mean, there's a, a lot, like, just, I like seeing when characters just become, I don't want to say who they're meant to be when you see them shine, but my favorite was when L went for, for a cure on, on all, like, demo dogs, like, outside. Uh. Like, everyone's, like, everyone's in the house, in Will's house, and they're being surrounded by the demo dogs, and all of a sudden you just hear them, like, making noises, stuff being thrown everywhere, all that stuff, and they're like, what's that? What's that? And it's like, it's just L just showing how badass she is, yeah. you know? And all of a sudden, just one flies through the fucking window, and it's like, what the hell? And she just walks in like, pimp, you know, all like punked out. Which I gotta say, I liked her looking all punk, punk rock. That like, was badass. I really see what you that will about jacket. that episode. It's so sick. 
Yeah. Say what you will about that episode, but she looks badass. That, at that the episode end of it. had two yeah. points. One of them is to make her look badass. The other one was to let her use her powers better. That's it. Yeah. Establish- and the last one was established season. Yeah. Three. <laughs> yeah. But like, um, you know, she walks in. It's like that nice, like that that nice, that really nice reunion between her and the boys, and like, and like, uh, Mike's like, I've, I I spoke to you every day, and she knew the exact number of times. Like she spoke to him. That that got me a little bit. I'm like, yeah. oh, oh. He's like, wait, you, know? you heard, you knew this whole time, and like it just like it broke your heart because it broke his heart that like he yeah. was reaching out to her this whole time. Like he was because he was in love with her, and then it, like, yeah. she heard everything, and she was in love with him too, and she couldn't and then like Will's that. and then like Will's mom giving like giving her a hug also like like a mom like a mother's embrace like that that whole scene is like cool because you get to see like Al become like really strong, see how strong she is. But that she's still a kid. Yeah. She's still human. Like even though she has these powers, she's still like just, you know, just just wants to be a kid. And and, and then Hopper taking uh like taking him into the back room to kind of explain. I'm like, wait a minute, why isn't he why isn't he talking to everybody? And it's like, oh, because he knows like he's in love with Elle. And he's just like, yeah. like he's like, listen, I'm sorry, kid. And he's just like beating him up and he just starts like bawling and crying and he just like hugs him. He's like, It's okay, man, I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry I did that to you. And I was just like, Oh man. Oh, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> when when everybody reunites at the end, definitely like at that scene where it kinda everyone was in one spot. Um yeah. and yeah, you're right, especially when Will and Hopper uh, not Will and Hopper, Mike and Hopper right. had that interaction. Yeah. Oh, I really like the scene in the gut when they put Will in the shed Ooh. and cover all the windows oh, and they yeah. grill him with the light on. I'm like, this is fucking intense. Like, and then they later literally grill him. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. But it was just so so emotional, right? You have this backstory from Mike about when they first met. You have this, you know, character development from Jonathan about how the two of them bonded over their dad leaving and all this like really really intense stuff and you're expecting him like to come out. And it's just so heartbreaking when he's just like let me go. Mm. I just thought that was an amazing scene. That kid killed it. Yeah. The kid who yeah, there was is only Zool. Unreal. It made you <laughs> yeah. it made me kind of bummed out that like he had like six lines in season one. Yeah. And like, then yeah. that was it. And you're like, all right, they had to make up for it. Like, kid, we're going to give you the scene of your goddamn life. Dude. <laughs> do this. He needs to win an award for that. Like he went, he, yeah. he went for it and he got it. Like he yeah. went for it, dude. Yeah. Good um, job. For, He's the Reagan McNeil of our generation. <laughs> for forgotten potential 80s reference, maybe Alf when Dart ate the cat. That's fucking hey, oh, that's maybe b- that's bad, Greg. That's yeah, bad that that messed you. me up, dude. Evelyn <laughs> was just like, "No, the kitty," and I was just like, "Yeah, it's cat." Hey, Alf would have done it. Alf would have done it. Anyway, it'd been snarky about it. Uh, my favorite scene was one. No, because it fu- it fucks me up because like we put our cat down, my cat was orange. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like uh, I'm like that. That's that's not it, cool. it. It I was more sympathetic now that I have a cat. Mm-hmm. Had I not, I just probably I'm. I mean, you gotta love Dustin's line when he finally like knocks yeah. Dart into the basement. Where Sorry, he's like, dude. You kill my, killed you, my cat. You kill my Sorry, cat. man. <laughs> yeah, my favorite scene was one that never, never happened. I kept on waiting for Dart to like not be a complete dick and like save the day. So like when and Dave's favorite scene when Elle's like killing all the the demi dogs outside, I was secretly hoping it was just like Dart, just like. Feeling some sort of uh, protective ownership. Oh, that would have been, cool, been cool. Dustin. And we kind of get a little Dark. little hint of it, like when they're about to leave, and he's blocking the way, and he just like gives them some candy, and he's like, "All right, you can go, you can go." Dart's That's redemption amazing. is him not mauling them to death. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, I mean, what do you expect with a creature like that, right? I mean, the fact that he even got it to marginally enjoy if, Three Musketeers. If they ever made, like, a 80s-inspired cartoon of Stranger Things 2, you know that Dart would be, like, the Slimer of the group. Like, He's definitely the Slimer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Easy, easy. Like, here are the kids you know, it, and Dart. It, it's... <laughs> I think it was, like, maybe Tuesday night or, like, I forgot when Greg, like, sent a message to me, like, privately, like, off-channel. And he was like, yeah, you need to go pick up uh, Dustin's hat, which is why I'm wearing it today. Um, nice. And yeah, I'm like, boy. And I'm like, why? Like, of all weird things you'd want me to wear on my head, which I have done in the past, like, why this particular hat? And then I watched it, and it's like, I see why. My dumbass would be the one that wants a fucking thing as a pet. <laughs> <laughs> also, I'm trying to see what I can... Get on your head from a distance. <laughs> Normal hat, done. Let's see what the next step is. Yes, yeah, all part of the plan. Yeah, you know, I wasn't a return it, but I might keep it. It's actually a pretty comfy hat. It looks, it looks, looks good, good on you. It Look, looks good. Yeah, you're, you're sporting it. That's great. Yeah, and, it, and you know, if you ever get bored with it being blank in the front, you could always put like some wacky saying on it, like the guy from 30 Rock. Oh, yeah, he always had like <laughs> Judah Friedland. Totally looks so like him. good. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. And topical because he has a new stand up on Netflix as well. I was just. Yeah. I like it. There we go. I like giving people hugs. So that works. Uh, Casey, scene for you. Uh, I really enjoyed the the Mrs. Robinson scene with Mrs. Wheeler and and Billy. Of course. Like, it's not like a cool action one or whatever, but it's just. There was just something about, like, the way the music was playing and her faces. She's like the, the mom from Perfect Strangers, but, like, for now our generation. Or not Perfect Strangers. Growing Pains? Growing Pains. There you go. Yeah, the mom from Growing Pains. I know you're talking about, but it's like he's it's the wrong sitcom. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, ro- absolutely <laughs> wrong sitcom. Um, but yeah, I, I like that one. I also really like, I mean, I I actually really like the, the seventh episode. Where there's just this, like, it's they're like a mutant gang. I hated you know? it so much. Yeah, with, but with only, only one mutant. Only one mutant. Yeah, yeah. only two of them have powers, though. There's That's two, the thing. Yeah, there's two. But I mean, look, they're, you know, it, it's like there's this weird, like, violent criminal element. It gives you that whole, like, Luke Skywalker on Dagobah thing where it's like, my friends are in danger, I have to go. It was a, it was a nice little, like, <laughs> nice, you know, little Casey. side jaunt. You know? When, one well, of the reasons well, why I liked the episode a lot was the, the big guy, like, the one they said that was, like, their muscle. Yeah. Um, yeah, Ving Rams. His name. I, his, no, his name is Kai, Michael I his last Duncan. name, but he's actually no. like a championship bodybuilder. Really? Like, no wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, he's competing in Mr. Olympia, Mr. That's Universe. Awesome. Like, he's no joke. Like, he's actually on two documentaries on Netflix called um, Generation Iron, where they talk about just, like, these bodybuilders who are just regular schmucks like you and I, and they're, they work out just like this is their job. This is all they have is to go to these events. And for him, like, he, he competed. I forgot who he competed against in the last Mr. Olympia, but he ended up losing. But, like, Arnold, since he was such a character on Generation Iron, he's getting into all this shit now because he was such an amazing, like, character in his size. He's, like, big, but he's not, like, monstrously big, you know? Yeah, he was intimidating when he was just sitting there, like, with his arms, like, folded and stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. All right. You know, I mean, you know, don't sell that episode short. You guys went crazy for the whole dark side stuff. I mean, I didn't. Yeah, that it's mean, a it's a cool character thing, you know. Oh, and I'm hoping they expand. It's it. like, yeah. although I'll lo- it, it's such a, like a, a trope for you now, where it's just like, yes, feed into your anger, do it. Yeah, you right. get I love that. And you know, season three is going to be like, well, that's only making you weaker if you embrace happiness and something or other you no. get even more power and all That's of a sudden children's laughter yeah, i was just gonna say all of a sudden it's monsters universe <laughs> the monsters inc answer. all of a sudden it's that 
Um, speaking of Monsters, Inc., it's time for the secret question. Terrible segue, but let's go. <laughs> to be fair, none of my segues are very good on it anymore. There yeah, his have that... three wheels instead of two. So. Ah. so tonight we talked about Stranger Things uh, <laughs> 2, the second season that has been getting a lot of praise, a lot of hype, a lot of uh, 80s references, and another notable death. What we brought up this week is we have Barb, who died horribly, great character, Barb. died horribly. Bob, great character, Died horribly. We got justice for Barb. Benny. Season who owned, three. Who was the burger joint guy. Season three. Also died. Oh, yeah. There you go. B name. Season three. I want you to choose, create a character whose name begins with a B, an <laughs> 80s actor that plays them and how they die. Mm. Oh, man. It's a big one. It's a thinker. And because we have a special guest star. And he's moving literally the most out of everyone because he doesn't know my Tyrannosaurus Rex movement-based vision. <laughs> Dan is going to be going first. All right, it's Rob Lowe. His name is Bertram. <laughs> and he uh, owns a male fashion parlor. I oh, love it already. Where all the, it's basically Aziz's Ansari's character from Parks and Rec, <laughs> but played by Rob Lowe in the 80s. And he's trying to like get the kids all spiffed up because they're starting to go on dates and stuff. Ooh. And uh, how is he going to die? Do I have to decide that? Yes. That's the most important <laughs> um, part. <laughs> he's, he is going to be choked to death by a cummerbund that becomes possessed by Will, who still has dark side forces because of the, um, you know, the shadow monster uh, who's still sucking him. That's awesome. When Will God, is poorly dressed by Bertram. He's like, you're going to pay, and you're going to be <laughs> choked to death by this cummerbund that you gave me. Love it. Love it. Whoa. Nice. Yeah. That's pretty nice. good. Yeah. Good job. Who looks Thanks. the most worried now? Damn it. That was too good. That's yeah, too good. Yeah. <laughs> Follow that up, Casey. Well, can I give you my real answer? Like, does it have to be a new character? Yeah, it's a half. Because I'm feeling has to be a new character. character. Has to be a new character. Has to be a new character. Um, I'm gonna go with Bill Murray. Okay. As himself. <laughs> Bill Murray. <laughs> Bill. How does he die? He's doing the Deadpool he... thing. <laughs> no, I'm doing the I'm doing the Zombieland thing. Yeah, gotcha. that happens in Zombieland. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, how does he die? Any regrets, Garfield? Probably. <laughs> yes. uh, it would be him, you know, fresh off the hype of Ghostbusters, running around going to promote Ghostbusters too. Damn where it! In this universe, it never actually happens. Uh, doing the Deadpool thing, where Deadpool could be in literally anything, doing it, which is what they did with Bill Murray. You're the only one who thinks that. That's, that's exactly what they did with Bill Murray. He can be in any any universe being himself. Correct. And it, and, yeah, and but it he's works. actually important in this universe. That's true. That's true. All right. He's established. Whatever. Yeah. Anyway, I'm I'm gonna have him get run over by the Ecto one in a tragic Ghostbusters related accident. Ooh, even even better, that sinkhole that forms in Ghostbusters one. It just like gets recreated in real life. So, oh. so what we're saying is in the Stranger Things universe, um, Ghostbusters is actually a documentary. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That could line up, go. actually. Yeah. yeah, I'm into it. Yeah. Uh, Doc Chris, you're next. Oh, shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, dude's name is going to be uh, Brandon. Okay. Um, is it going to be played by Jason Priestley? 
Uh, ooh, I, shit, I can't think of uh, a good... God damn it. Uh, he's, not from the, he's, not the, he's not from the 80s, though. I know, it's 90s. But uh, it's you know what? I'm going to go kind of some Top Gun action. I'm going to go with uh, Tom Cruise. Okay. Uh, nice. Because he's a, a douche. Uh, and he's going to be... He's going to be the head of the corporation that takes over after this. He's like kind of the, the head of the shell corp or the head of the, the big corporation that ran that scientist building. And they got to take that dude down. Ooh. Um, Tom Cruise, president of Hawkins Energy. Yep. Uh, and he is going to be in a room that is uh, has several demigorgons trapped behind glass. And they're going to get out and butt his face off. You kind of you kind of stole a little bit of, of my answer. Uh, I was I was gonna Brendan. say that. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one thing I had ready was the name. That yeah. was it. <laughs> I was gonna say that, sorry, but instead of Reese's peanut butter cup, I just ate. Instead of um, Tom Cruise, I was gonna have it be Helen Hunt, just so it could be Helen Hunt and Paul Reiser together. <laughs> <laughs> um, Serge, why don't you go? Don't say Eddie Murphy. He's going to say Eddie say Murphy. Murphy. That is Let's fucking topical, no, no, no. too. <laughs> we can totally do it. Because <laughs> of that suit. That crazy suit that you wore. No, uh, my guy's going to be Michael J. Fox. Ooh. Oh. And his name is going to be... That is the secret to your success. His name yeah. is going to be Booker T. Ferret. <laughs> <laughs> and he's actually going to be someone... Kind of, kind of doing like a Jumanji thing where, where he was somehow sucked into that dimension. So he's been living in there oh. for a long time. Love it. And uh, and, and the kids... Uh, and, uh, in the next season, the, the kids go in there and they find him. And they're like, how are you living? What's, what's going on? And he has no idea what year it is. Um, and, and there's like a big mystery to how he's there, but he knows that he can't leave that dimension because if he does, he'll die because his body has kind of like, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of conditioned. And, and the whole time he's just saying he has to get back to 1955. Exactly. He wants to get back to his family, do his time and they're trying to help him. But, but every, but he's seen little portals, little windows open up into our world. And every time he we got to get go right side it, up. Yeah, every time he tries to put like himself through it, like he feels pain because he can't go back. But he wants to go back, but he has to stay where he is. And this place is constantly under, going I'm in not, the future. I'm not quite. I'm not quite getting the back to the. I'm sorry. Back to the future, no, man. Not, yeah. I'm sorry. But what? Movie? How can you, how can you get Bill Murray, but not Back to the Future? Uh, and kidding. then Christopher Lloyd comes in and comes mm-hmm. to help him. Mm-hmm. Great Scott. He's like Booker. Booker. <laughs> but he sounds like, he sounds like no he sounds it's like a Rick. demogorgon in a lab coat <laughs> <laughs> he's like booger booger we gotta gotta go back <laughs> uh, I think we would probably agree that there will be no upside down in season 3 but there will be some reason that in season 4 they have to go back much like Lost mm. oh uh, my we have to go back Kate we have to go back. We get- I'm really surprised the secret question isn't just what would you do for season I mean, three? I always do that. That's, we gotta, too, that's too easy. We gotta, yeah, that's too easy. Yeah. This was, this, that's a this, good this question, a good though. This is a good one. No, this, this, this took some brain power. All right, Dave. Let's see what that brain power produced. I got two for you. Oh, God. Oh, he had time. I got Look at two. this guy. Yep. He So I was looking at more the fact of their characters that everyone's going to love and die. Right. right? Mm-hmm. So I picked teachers. Two cool teachers. Uh, One's a gym teacher who's trying to get Dustin into shape, and he almost becomes like a really cool like male role model for him. You know what I mean? Nice. His name is uh, Bernard, and he is played by Jean Claude Van Damme. Ah, uh, uh, nice. nice. You have to do pull ups. You have to do them better. You know. The second one is an art teacher, and he inspires Will to be a better artist. 
You know, he's from the city. His real name is Sebastian, but everyone calls him Bastion because it sounds cool. Is this Steven you Seagal? This is, this is getting nope. like really nope. specific all of a sudden. John no, well, oh, I thought about this. His name is Bastion because he looks cool, wears the black turtleneck, almost looks like a Steve Jobs of the 80s. Okay. You know, <laughs> he is played by none other than Jeff Goldblum. Ooh. Yes. Uh, there you because I, Jeff Goldblum uh, would be an, uh, uh, I, I, I was saying since I was a little kid, he'd be an awesome art teacher. Like, if he was my art teacher, I would draw all the things. So you have Jeff Goldblum as the art teacher that inspires Will to do artsy stuff. And you have um, Jean-Claude Van Damme as a gym teacher, retired gym teacher, because, you know, Jean-Claude Van Damme's not as, as shape as he used to be. But he's a guy who tries to help Dustin be in better shape and be stronger. I kick you, I kick you, I am winner. Nice. That's awesome. Th- those are my guys. That's Bastion and Bernard. That's great. Kind of very passionate with that. That's really cool. <laughs> um, if I'm not going to do Helen Hunt which is a shame because she's holding up quite well for her age um, just for you that's for you Dave that's for Meg you. Ryan Meg Ryan Tom <laughs> Hanks no Tom Hanks Tom Hanks Ooh. in it um, that's a big choice he is going to be he's going to open up the new comic book shop that they, they go to his name is going to B, what could his name be? Begins with B. Bryant. Sure. Why is it Bryant? Because I don't know. It's boring. Bryant Kirby. Bryant Kirby. That's what it is. <laughs> um, and he is going to die. Um, a fortune telling machine is going to crush him. Because they're going to have like those vines from like the upside down are going to like come up and just cause mass damage. And he is going to try to like uh, grab all of his prized materials and turn around. He's got the big thing and just squishes him because he wasn't big enough. Nailed it. Stuck the landing. Boom. Boom. R.I.P. Boom. And that's it. That's that's everyone went. That was a good, that was a good one. And Wait, we do have one from the chat. Oh, chat game is saying uh, Beatrice. Played by Cindy Crawford. Ooh. She's a surviving oh. scientist from the lab that's reformed. She is who reunites 8 and 11 mm. and even earns the trust of Hops. Just as they finally have a great day together and the dust settles from getting comfortable, dies at the end of season three when the portal creates a breach during a picnic and she drops it. <laughs> <laughs> like she gets punctured by the upside down? Oh my god, that's pretty good. That's really good. Good job, Boulevard Gaming. Good job, people. That was awesome. That was awesome. And with that, that's all the time that we have for tonight. This has been issue, if I can talk today, number 121, Stranger Things number two. Uh, Remember, if you're listening to this over on iTunes, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Google Play, you can always watch us live with our beautiful shining faces and overlays and videos and the whole deal on twitch.tv slash badcowdyfunky each and every Thursday night at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, As If you're watching this live and don't know, we are on pretty much everywhere you can get your possible podcasts. Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Apple Podcasts is iTunes. Never mind. Anywhere you get, you can get a podcast. <laughs> We're there. We'll be there. Where We're in places. places. We do things, I swear. Um, wants to do live streams right here, twitch.tv slash badcardyfunky. Uh, multiple times during the week right now. I know Serge is diving into Destiny 2. That's been a pretty Amazing. good time. Uh, Casey and I, we took a, our last week off for Shame Up Team Up for other reasons. I didn't have power, too. That was a fun reason oh. to do it. Yeah, I oh, lost power for wow. most of the day. So that was pretty good. 12.30 p.m. At least it wasn't entirely. My no, no. 12.30 a.m. <laughs> to 7.30 p.m. So that was fun. Nothing spoiled, though. Thanks, Fridge. It was great. 
Um, so we're going to be streaming, I think, Warframe next. Is that what we thought, Casey? Maybe some Maybe. Warframe? Maybe yeah, some more some, Portal? Some. I don't know. Figure it out. We'll get there. It's cool. Uh, everyone, thank you so much for hanging out tonight. We super appreciate it. Remember to feel free to give us a rating. We see all the love over there over on Apple Podcasts, and we super appreciate it. Everyone, we will see you next time, or we will see you another time. Or never. Stop. We will see you it's never. It's a thing. It's, thing. it's a stranger it's a thing. No, yeah. Bad. You walked into that one. <laughs> it's the worst. All right, Dave, I'm so proud of you right now. We're in a... <laughs>